That, you know, it's like how kids talk about baseball players. That's how we talk about albums. We're just trying to postpone mortality. They need that to fill some kind of void that they have. The search for the Yeti. He's a duck. <laughs> well, don't interrupt. The end is the beginning is the end of 2021. It's the Smashing Pumpcast. I'm Frank Garcia-Hale. Pat is still doing some holiday travel back east, but I'm not alone. Joining me are some Patreon members. So we're going to go around. You could uh, introduce yourself. Uh, we'll start with you, Christian. It's good to see you, everybody. Uh, thanks for introducing me. Great, Christian Perez. Thank you for joining us. Pamela Fisher is here with us. Hi. Yeah, um, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to recap this amazing year we've had. We got Faith Tyler. Happy holidays, y'all. We got Steve. Hey, everybody. Yeah, my name is Steve. Very happy to be here to talk to pumpkins. We got Justin Wilson. Oh, who's that? That's me. Hi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me. David Jepson. Hey, everyone. It's David here. Um, what an awesome opportunity to chat with some familiar, familiar names and some familiar voices as well. So happy to be here. Great. And finally, Will Alexander. Hello, Will Alexander here. Good to see everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, one of the perks of being a Patreon member is we're going to be doing these roundtables more in the future. So you can join in on these fun discussions here. You can sign up at patreon.com slash smashing pumpcast. We got more stuff that's going to be coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, we're trying to make it as, um, uh, I guess, uh, beneficial for you, the listener, as possible. So more stuff coming up. But today our topic is basically uh, the Corgan Pumpkin Land 2021 end of year review. There was a lot that happened this year in the pumpkin camp, uh, and we just wanted to talk about some of the things that you enjoyed from this year. Um, I think, uh, Pam, how about you kick us off with uh, one of your favorite things that happened in 2021 in Pumpkinland? Um, sure. I was giving it a little thought today, and um, I have actually several highlights, but I think my favorite thing this year was the... Um, early, early songs, early years shows at Madame Zuzu's. Um, that yeah. was an amazing experience. And, um, you know, I got to hear songs that I never thought I would hear live. I got to hear songs I had never heard before. Um, we got a glimpse into that book that Billy's been working on some of the, um, stories from his early years. Um, it was an incredibly um, personal and, and vulnerable show um, that he did. I was fortunate to um, see it more than once. So I got to see the progression over the two weekends of how the stories kind of morphed and changed. And um, it really was like, like a preview of a Broadway show, like the Springsteen um, show that he had yeah. referenced when he was putting it together. And um, just, you know, at Madame Zuzu's in that great little space of his that's so personal to him and hearing those songs. I think that was probably my favorite Billy moment of the year. Nice. Uh, what did y'all think of uh, those shows? Uh, I know if you didn't get to attend it, but he did put some of the clips online of the performances. Uh, of course, those stories are going to be saved for the upcoming book uh, whenever that comes out. But uh, what were your thoughts on that? Anybody? It was sort of strange to see Billy by light. 
right? Like it was daytime at the cafe, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it just, it was, it was like so strange not to see him in a stadium, you know, surrounded right, by such an intimate space. And especially for songs that intimate that are early on in his career. Right. Yeah. I thought it was great um, to, to hear them kind of almost, you know, not redone, but just, you know, updated to, to his, you know, kind of solo work, the acoustic, thanks to being able to be exposed to that era a little bit more through the pump cast um, and just doing some more research myself as I've really delved into the history of the pumpkins this year. Um, it was great to hear them. I wasn't able to go to the show, but I did order online the, the purple book, um, nice. which because the, that's what, one of the main reasons why I wanted to go was to get, you know, the, um program if you will of it i mean it's just beautiful so i'm just so thankful that uh chloe decided i know they had that thing or whatever where they were like should we do it should we not do it mm-hmm. um, i'm glad that they did do it because um uh it's just great to see and actually have like a lyric booklet that was very very you know very well done so yeah i heard rumors that it may come out sometime that would sure be sweet yeah uh that's so funny because i think that um the lyric book thing is something that Pat and I had talked about, about like, oh, it'd be great if there was an official, like on the website, official lyrics for everything, like all Corgan stuff, the Corgan verse, if you will, if we could get all that stuff, the official lyrics, because there's so many, even on the trusted sites, you know, there's some uh, lyrics that are wrong. (laughs) So it'd be good to have those updated and from the official source. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see here, David. Uh, what do you? What's something that stood out to you in 2021 in Pumpkinland? Yeah, there's so much to choose from, and I've been yeah racking my brains because it, it really it's just been such a prolific year. There's been so much that's been released, and also looking back as well. Um, I have a couple of real highlights. Probably the first um, is the Riot Fest and see here now, just to see them back and coming together and playing so well. And for me, oh, the yeah. personal I'm a real sucker for quiet so to hear them play that um was just mind-blowing and to just and to hear that solo again um it's such a it's probably my one of my favorite songs um from the pumpkins catalog and any catalog really so to hear them do that and just yeah I, I thought the set lists um were amazing like a really great mix of the you know they did a lot of the new stuff but a lot of the fan favorites too and also just generally um, Billy and the whole, just the whole vibe of the band seemed really positive and even his engagements with the crowd. Um, and I really enjoyed, I think, I can't remember if it was after Riot Fest or after See Here Now, but he did a like a live Instagram and he was um, he was inviting people to, to talk, um, just random fans from around the world. And I just thought that was so cool. And I was out in the backyard watching my kids. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not prepared to talk to Billy Corgan in the backyard <laughs> in Australia about these concerts, but just... I suppose, yeah, Riot Fest was amazing. And I really love just the general, it just seems like they're in a really good place. So it's really loving that. And and hopefully a, re- a return to form and return to touring. And yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, that's the big hope. Uh, I know some of you had attended these shows. Uh, did anybody attend uh, one or both of those shows? Pam, I know we talked to you about uh, you were a correspondent for those shows, but um, yeah, any any other kind of thoughts you wanted to add to what you had already said? Um, yeah, no, I, I agree that um, that was an absolute highlight of the year. And after having gone so long, not seeing them on stage, 
you know, when they came out at Riot Fest, it was just, you know, the whole crowd exploded. And I, I cried, of course. And um, yeah, they were in, in just amazing spirits. You could tell that they were so happy to be playing. And um, yeah, it was just, it was a real celebration. And yeah, quiet was certainly a highlight. I screamed like, like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween when they started it. It was like a real like scream queen moment. I was just couldn't believe what I was hearing. The whole set list I thought was great for those two festivals. It was, um, you know, a combination of of the hits and and some like deeper cuts and new stuff. I thought it was just kind of a really good mini, mini um, retrospective of their career. Kind of like Shiny was a big retrospective in these festivals. It was just a good overall, like, you know, from start to, from, you know, to present of, um, of what they can do. And um, one of my favorite moments after we were walking out of Riot Fest and there was a couple walking beside us and the guy was like, what was that song with all the guitars at the end? And that guy came out, we were like, oh, United States. And he was like, I didn't know this band did stuff like that. And so we were like, go find Zeitgeist and listen to it. But so like seeing people see them and appreciate them in new light that, you know, they hadn't seen before. I, you know, I've been around for a long time. And so I always like to see uh, people like discover them. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, it does seem like they're in they're kind of into um, as Pat and I had talked about legacy status now and like a new yeah. generation is discovering them and they do seem to be getting more appreciation uh, for what they've done or who they are and the fact that they're still around. Uh, it seems like uh, people are starting to come around, which is really nice uh, being a pumpkin fan <laughs> to be validated after a certain amount of time where people are like, what, they're still around? Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anybody else see these recordings? If you didn't get to go to the show, did you get to see or hear any of these recordings? And what were your thoughts? I thought it was really cute when Billy brought his kids out on stage. I love how much his kids play into his life right now, especially with uh, his performances and stuff. It's just so... Um, I don't know. I, as a parent myself, it's just so cool to see how he involves his kids. It's really great. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, personally, I'm really minor detail, but I thought Billy just looked so cool when they returned to the stage this past year. I liked the beard. I thought that was a really slick look. The guy is just looking awesome these days. Um, I, I thought I just thought the look was amazing, too. Like I said, yeah, it sounds you... kind of like a small detail, but for such a visual band, you know, it's, they, they take those kinds of things into account, as we know. Yeah, I mean, it's very much part of the the package of the pumpkins, right, is that image. Uh, it, it adds to the theatrics, I think. Uh, and uh, yeah, Billy just looked amazing. The whole band looked incredible. Everybody looked energized, which was awesome. It was just always nice to see a band that you love come to the stage and they attack it rather than kind of being like, all right, we're doing this. So it was really great to see that energy there. Uh, anybody else have any thoughts on these shows? I just yeah. have to once again oh, voice my pro beard opinion of of <laughs> Billy. I want to piggyback on what Will just said that you know I was just expecting him to be clean shaven and come out in like normal pumpkin Billy mode, and just yeah. when he came out and had the beard and the makeup and the gown, I was just. Yeah, and I thought each one of them looked the coolest they had ever looked. Like that band walked out and I, I've seen them a million times and I looked at them and thought, this is the coolest band I've ever seen. Like, you know, I <laughs> they're just the coolest band I've ever seen. So, yeah. yeah, 
Steve, what were you going to say? Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Uh, thankfully, it was able, like, I tried to jump onto TikTok. I just have to talk about that because if it wasn't for that whole thing, I never would have jumped onto TikTok. And so that's been quite an interesting uh, endeavor and to, to <laughs> check that out. But uh, didn't work, unfortunately. But, um, you know, those videos that he's been, you know, posting has been kind of kind of funky. I assume it's him. I don't know why I think that. I just do. I think he's the one who's doing the TikToks. But anyway, um, <laughs> the it was cool. I, I wanted to comment on Crush, that that was in the, the set list. Um, and Stand Inside Your Love, which is always a personal love favorite of mine. Um, the nod to United States. But what I found interesting, and I also thought it sounded really good, was Solara. So, mm. you know, the first time I was able to finally see the pumpkins, I've been a long time fan since I was nine, but the first time I finally ever got to see them was during the shiny and also bright kind of reunion tour. And they did, you know, the three hour show and they did everything. And then they ended with the Solara and it was just kind of neat. Uh, we're not really neat, but weird to see, you know, the crowd kind of be like, Oh, okay. You know, this is the new song, you know? So they weren't like as energized, but then just fast forward, you know, three years. And like, there was a big, like Solara came on and everybody was like clapping and like, yeah, you know, cause you know, just how fast, you know, that changes from the new album to the, the next new album. And so that was just something that I thought was um, an interesting observation on, on the crowd's reaction to Solara as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, great. I wasn't able to be there, but thankfully with YouTube, man, was able to see the whole show. It was great yeah uh very grateful for that yeah it's funny uh we had talked about this uh <clears throat> excuse me we, we were talking about this in our upcoming zwan mary sarah the sea episode of just how uh the corgan Cor the corgan curse where people have to kind of play catch up a little bit you know those of us get it immediately but otherwise people kind of wait a while and then they're like oh i get it and then they you know solara is one of those songs i feel like at first people are like yeah i kind of want to hear the hits and then now it's kind of become one of those things that people love hearing live. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on oh, also? I don't think I highly doubt that Billy's running that TikTok account. I can't imagine Billy sitting there and doing like kind of meme meme kind of <laughs> post. Oh, man, we're, we're on TikTok, but we are having a very hard time with it. We barely post on there. We're going to try to that'll be our resolution for the New Year's trying to figure that out. Uh, well, Christian, tell us something that you uh, enjoyed in 2021 with the Pumpkins Camp. Uh, as far as uh, anything that happened this year that I got to like see, I didn't get to, get to see any of the shows, but I did enjoy the David Bowie tribute show that Billy did in very early in the year. Absolutely. What did you uh, enjoy most about that performance? I would say that it was just like, I like that rendition of the, the song um, Space Oddity a lot. I would say it was just as good as like whenever I saw it in the band play for the first time in the... Yeah. 2013 tour in Oceania. Um, I'd say that's probably like at least my, my second favorite rendition of that cover. Nice. And um, anybody else uh, see that performance? Any thoughts on that? Uh, I saw it. Um, that was cool. I had to download the that uh, app or whatever for it. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Dice. Yeah, it was called Dice. And so that was neat just to, with, with COVID and having to figure out how to do all these new apps to see shows. And it was like the first show um, really. And then um, since COVID, but like I did a massive deep dive into the pumpkins over the last couple of years. And so I was kind of new to the adore touring and mm -hmm. how different the band was. I mean, to, you know, the people that were able to see it, you knew, but, and then just how Mike Garson, you know, did so much. And so it was just kind of neat how I was, finding that and discovering that and all of a sudden 
you know, boom, Mike Garson's having this Bowie tribute show and uh, he was on. So it was just really interesting how those two overlapped in my life at that same time. Um, and uh, the whole show was great. Uh, I wish I could have seen more of, of Billy do something else. Um, but just thankfully, he did do Space Oddity. I thought it, I thought it was great. It was a very, very cool show. I know they're going to be redoing it. Or not redoing it, but uh, there's a second one coming up here, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not sure uh, if he's a part of it, but um, I followed him, the Mike Garson, on Instagram. Because um, that's how I, um, I think, found out about the show to begin with uh, last year. And so they're going to be doing it again this year. Cool. So let's see, Justin, what's a highlight for you? So I don't want to sound like I'm blowing smoke, but this right here has been a huge pumpkins thing for me uh i don't know if any of you guys feel it but like being a pumpkins fan has felt pretty lonely a lot of the time um i feel like i've had to defend them a whole lot to my friends who who bailed on them so finding a spot where people love and appreciate them the same way i do and have the ability to put it into words that i can't find has been amazing and it's been especially with the way the last year and a half two years god and and counting has been going I, that can't be overstated but uh specifically about the end um i didn't chime in on the on the two uh festivals because the way the stuff the way sear is coming to life with the whole band has blown me away uh I had a feeling because as Billy was talking about it, he's talking about, well, there are guitarists and, you know, is Jimmy playing drum? And until you see, hear those things, a lot of people still thought negatively of it and then are coming to, running to me going, oh yeah, there are three guitarists. Oh yeah, it is the, the band playing. And so like that, it's just kind of like, yeah, no duh. Like, Come on, man. I knew that. You should have known it too. So for me, seeing Sierra come to life has been just incredible. Yeah, I really hope we get to hear more in the future. I'm sure we will. Uh, but that did feel like one of the downsides. I mean, there's a lot of huge downsides during this pandemic, but it, I do feel robbed of getting those Sierra shows, you know, that we could have seen. Uh, I would have loved an Oceania type of, you know, Sierra type of show tour where they just play it front to back and hear how those songs are interpreted live. So it was cool to hear some of those, a handful of those songs live uh, during those shows. It was really awesome. And to hear those different dynamics of it and to see like, oh, this is how James factors in into it. This is how, you know, I, I just, I loved hearing it, uh, loved hearing it all. And thank you very much for the kind words. Uh, as we have said to people, uh, we're probably not the uh, perfect host for it, but uh, we certainly started it and we have a love for the pumpkins. And that's uh, what we ride on is our love for, for the band. <laughs> um, great. So uh, any other let's see, um, Will, uh, what is a highlight for you? Yeah, basically, uh, at the end of the day, it's just been great to hear you guys uh, kind of almost like a buddy. You know, you can hear your friends talking. It's relaxing. It's fun. Uh, it's to have you guys this year. Um, oh, thanks, Will. Also, I was wondering, what does everyone think? You're welcome. What does everyone think of Billy's recent Christmas song performance? Sorry, I think there's an issue here, um, a lag Sorry. issue. That's all right. That's the that's the great part about Zoom. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so what you were mentioning is this is actually uh, on the list here is the uh, the holiday shows that 
just happened, uh, but especially the uh, performance that he did for Instagram Live uh, that he had put up uh, for 24 hours and then again on Christmas. Um, I think somebody had put it online. Uh, I don't know. But uh, those of you who saw it, uh, what were your thoughts on that performance if you got to see it? Or even the Christmas shows, if you got to see any of those. I'll chime in. I was um, super happy that he did the live stream for those of us who couldn't make it to Chicago for the Christmas shows. Um, You know, all this time, it was his first time actually playing Instagram live for us. Um, And so many people had done it before. So, you know, we got our wish of him of, (laughs) you know, finally playing on Instagram for us. And I thought it was um, really lovely and, and super charming. I felt like he was in a really good mood and really comfortable um, playing, you know, just to the phone, just to the iPad. And um, he, you know, chose a great selection of songs and the two originals that he played, you know, Evergreen and um, the Magi and the Shiny Bright were both just so beautiful. And, you know, what I expect of him, like, you know, he, he can write a song like nobody, like nobody else. Um, but yeah, those, those two songs quickly became, you know, Christmas classics in my book. And I know on, in most fans books too. Um, yeah, it was just a really, you know, in a lot of ways this year was even harder than last year. I don't know if it was just last year, we were still in shock. I know I was like the whole year was just so weird. And this year, I think there was the feeling that maybe we were getting back to a little bit normal and then, you know, the new variants. And it was almost like I was almost sadder this Christmas than I was last Christmas. And I felt like it was the perfect time for him to play for us and and lift our spirits. So I just I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, especially, you know, with his father passing, too, like you yeah. didn't even have to do that. You know, it's it's really great gift to us, especially when a, a, at a time in his life where I know it's got to be hard. Uh, anybody else uh, get to watch that Christmas performance or any thoughts on like maybe hopefully one day that Christmas album? I would uh, advocate uh, and hope for that Christmas album. I, uh, that would be great. I, you know, I don't like to gripe. Uh, I really don't. Um, but that's my one gripe that I do have this year was that. I am new to the internet community. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm new to the Smashing Pumpkin fan base and everything. And thankfully, because of that, I've discovered you guys. But um, I'm not friends with him on Instagram oh, right, right. Um, because he stopped after like 150,000 or something, which, you know, I, I get. I understand. Um, but, uh, you know, if uh, anybody has any connections uh, <laughs> to <laughs> their social media um you know, wings glued on. That would be a fantastic uh, new friend edition. Um, as uh, I was unable to see it uh, because of that, I did find a few of them. I was able to listen to Evergreen and um, Shiny Gift of the Magi. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, but um, you know, I really liked them. But uh, yeah, so it's unfortunate this year that I was unable to see him do that show because I would have watched that in a heartbeat. So hopefully, that'll maybe come out on on vinyl too. So that would that's be my hope. Really, uh, that's actually a great segue. Uh, into our next topic uh i don't know some of you might have gotten this in the mail uh recently uh but we're talking about the archive releases our first archive releases that we got um yeah did anybody happen to and also we should probably talk about the fact that uh there is a long wait but that's no fault of the band uh as we know there is a shortage of vinyl uh that's been going around for last two years uh most bands if you pre-order 
their vinyl it takes about a good six months at the very least to get those vinyls and even now there's even more delays and i know that people like to blame adele and whatnot for pressing however many copies uh but there's also other issues for that uh but recently the viper room show the gold edition is starting to go out uh and then shortly the silver one and then shortly after that we'll have those japan shows uh but did anybody order uh these archive releases any thoughts on those yeah uh i ordered every single one of them that was not autographed uh because that's you know what i've started doing collecting and so you know going through and finding all of the colors of sear you know finally and then so it's like well <laughs> I want the silver and I want the gold. And, uh, you know, so I'll listen to one and keep the other one. Um, but uh, really looking forward to listening to it as I have never heard that Viper Room show. Uh, and I had somebody send it to me because everybody in this online community has just been fantastic. Um, so great. Uh, so nice. Uh, so that's a big plus for me this year. But um, they, uh, the, you know, it was so hard to listen to. And so I heard that this was going to be, you know, without talking, yeah. A really high well quality um that's why it's like i like listening to bootlegs but i'm a sucker for that quality it's really hard for me to continue to sit and listen to the like when you did all your shows on the um the metro show you know it's Ooh. just it's just yeah, a dagger a listening to that yeah man uh so i'm really looking forward to to the the viper uh room and then i also purchased the uh japan uh ones as well i'm really hoping somehow i have a record player and i do listen to vinyl but i'm on the go most of the time so i'm really hoping for a way to get it onto my phone you know to be able to listen to it digitally or you know while i'm out uh out and about but if not you know that'll be all right but i'm hoping that that would be on top of that if it ever comes out on digital yeah who knows with uh that but I've, i have a feeling it'll be probably a very you know unique special thing to have those discs but yeah we you know we've been covering those one live shows and you know some sound great uh and others um it's annoying because of people just talking through it uh it's hard to get through some of those pumpkins boots uh just because of how loud the audience can be and it's like you paid this much money to talk the entire time just watch the band uh but uh yeah anybody else uh, have any thoughts on the archive releases uh, anybody snag a copy hey frank i i don't i didn't get any of the archive releases but i just wanted to say um i know it was a real pet peeve the talking in the concerts but the way that you edited the episodes was absolutely hilarious i thought it was the the, the chitter chatter the way you'd reference it and then we'd actually hear it it was absolutely hilarious <laughs> i loved it i thought it was great uh, that was a nightmare for me, but I found it was worth it uh, to go back through and see like, what show was that? Um, I need to be better about note taking. But yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's annoying. It's annoying. And like I said, I don't mind talking in between songs, but man, you're, you're there to enjoy the band. You know, you're there to support them and, you know, pay them respect, especially those, those Jolly Zwan shows where it's acoustic and it's quiet and it's like, you're getting way too loud during this song. What are you doing? um so let's see what we else we got here i think well one of the big ones is the gishaversary show and uh this was great because they actually got to live stream it uh we got to take part of it uh even though we couldn't be there in person but i know some of you were there in person but uh, anybody have any thoughts about the Gish gishaversary show yeah if i can start this one off if you don't mind yeah. uh this was the highlight of the year for me uh, I was able to snag a ticket. I do not know how, um, but I was, it was my lunch break in Madison, uh, Wisconsin, and uh, 
was able to snag two tickets and i was just oh, i was just wax ecstatic man it was so great um i had seen the pumpkins twice before then but being able to go and uh get to madame zuzu's it had been the second time i had been there um and just this idea of being able to just sit and vibe out to gish with the people who created it i mean has anyone ever done that before? I, I thought that was just a really neat idea. And um, I, I went through my photos today, going back to it. Um, it was just an amazing experience getting in there, sitting down, having the beer. I bought the four pack of the Soul Head um, there. Uh, it was delicious. So I was drinking the beer. Um, <laughs> Billy, you know, comes out and, uh, you know, so does Jimmy. And they're just up there, you know, just listening. And I took some video of... Uh, of suffer and uh snail and i mean he's just sitting there man you know just like vibing out to it and so was i at the same time it was just so amazing um the there was this photo booth that was there where you got to take your you know your face got put in the cover of the uh of the gish album so i had to do that i mean this was just like you know my disney world you know this type of experience um yeah and i had the fortunality of getting both of my questions answered because if you watch that live stream the dude who billy called on to ask the question was me i was just so fortunate because i'm just kind of an outgoing guy um while he there was kind of like some disruption he's like well we're gonna use these cards but does anybody have a question and so like i had mine and uh, i asked him about the the jangling of of the record on the record that i remember hearing for the first time when i was a senior in high school i had my headphones on and i was just like wind chimes and i thought that there was just this like these wind chimes going on and, I'm, and at that time you know i was very um you know hippie-ish or whatever and was really digging on that and i thought that was so cool man you know um not that i'm still not now but um <laughs> so uh you know i asked him about that and then uh i got to, to then he was like, well, is there anybody else have a question? And nobody answered. Nobody responded. And I'm just like, here I am talking with Billy Cork and I have another one. I threw my hand in the air. And um, then I asked him about, which I realize now every, you all probably knew the answer of uh, the, is it, you know, planned a show or panda show? uh from from uh gish and uh, from the album and then he said panda show and then i said is it must i lies or mustard lies and he said mustard lies and i'm just like i'm talking to billy corrigan first off um but then he goes on and proceeds to tell the story about how he got the name for mayonnaise yeah. and it was from this question that i asked him about mustard and then he goes through this hilarious i didn't realize how funny he was um you know like just true story of of uh you know language barriers and how the band just loves condiments and <laughs> um but then like then he also said out to jimmy he was like you know what did i say and jimmy was like if you know if the band doesn't know the lyrics to the songs the fans don't need to either or whatever because everybody was wondering what songs uh were what uh or the lyrics or whatever and so for me man like uh gishiversary was just i just felt so honored uh to be there i met some people in the online community so that was really really cool bought the posters bought all the t-shirts man it was just so cool 
So I was very fortunate to be able to attend Gishiversary. Yeah, that was a great gem that came out of that question, you know, because that was something that I, I hadn't I didn't know about with mayonnaise. I thought that was a great little reveal and even more a little deeper into the process of how he kind of, his mind kind of works uh, with coming up with those titles or the lyrics and how they work. Yeah, I'll just chime in and say that I, I thought it was a really beautiful celebration of the album. Um, you know, the listening party part, but also just the entire weekend at Madame Zuzu's and all the special uh, merch and the bakery items and the beer and um, the um, the mini museum that SP Freaks team set up in Zuzu's. And you just walked in and and it was just it felt like like the biggest and best 30th birthday party. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was I was happy to be there and it made me feel like I was, you know, 18 again. And um, yeah. And, you know, I got, I won one of the prizes, which was amazing, except I was announced when I was in the bathroom. And so that was really <laughs> awkward for me because I came back into the room and everyone's pointing at me and I had just come from the bathroom. And so like, you never want to enter a room having gone to the bathroom and everybody in the room pointed at you. I was like looking at my seat <laughs> to see if there was toilet paper. Um, yeah, it was um, a, just a special weekend. And yeah, I, 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 you know, I wish everybody could have been there, but I think that they did a really good job of sharing it out, um, you know, on social media. And I hope that, you know, everybody who wasn't there felt a part of it because it really was such a huge celebration for the entire fan base. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have thoughts on Gishaversary? Well, I listened to it, uh, the Valvoline oil change, and it was the one highlight of getting that oil change done. Really cool to listen to. Their um, early stories in between Jimmy and Billy, just talking about like the old, the good old days of like being in crappy vans and you know this and that. And I don't know, I, I loved it. I thought it was super cool. I hope they continue that and they do a little aversary for you know each release. That would be so cool too. That's what we're hoping. If they do one for Siamese Dream, Pat and I plan to be there for sure. Um, so uh, speaking of those stories on Instagram, underscore, underscore, score, gliss, underscore, 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 uh, says uh, the bad limo joke still gets me. That was also a really funny story I thought of. What was it again, Pam? I think you remember because you were there. Uh, what was the, the joke exactly that bad limo stood for? It was any time that was something was like, no good it was like yeah. oh man bad limo and yeah <laughs> apparently it comes from this like um old school like chicago commercial and you know i've had my team looking for that commercial like we cannot find it <laughs> we've been like looking on youtube googling like trying to find i want to see the commercial so badly and no one's been able to find it so amazing uh yeah any other thoughts uh the museum i'm glad you brought that up uh pam is the are the people who put that museum together are any of you on here right now by chance um no that's geo right yeah geo he runs um sp freaks team uh, sp freaks instagram and the facebook he's the one who um brought it and set it all up okay uh i really regret uh, not having as much time earlier because i had to come down to see everything um uh like i didn't have enough time to really focus in on what i was looking at but i took a bunch of photos but i mean yeah the memorabilia that you uh mentioned like there was the moon tape was there the moon demos there was two other tapes that i'm pretty sure that um you've talked about on the 
on the cast. Um, and I was looking through the photos, like I said earlier, the uh, set lists, um, all of these just, you know, rider type stuff and, and uh, um, uh, contracts for early shows getting paid $50 and $75. And just, yeah, um, like, <laughs> is that place, whoever owns all that, is that ever open for uh, touring? Because, man, I mean, it was just an amazing collection if that's all in one place. It's super cool. Yeah, it's actually in the basement of his house. It's not really a public it's not, you know, it's, we call it the museum, but it's just his basement, but he's super generous and in, in giving a tour if anybody's in the area. And, um, we, he and I actually have talked about doing a book and, um, I don't know, you know, who knows, but, um, you, know, he has so much memorabilia that we could put in a book and I, you know, I love to talk and write. So we talked about collaborating on something, but um, we'll see. I think it, I think it could be super cool. Yeah, that should definitely happen. I think. And Smart Studios to buy in Madison is uh, is vacant. It's just the red building on the corner where <laughs> Gish was uh, done. I I've always wanted to do like just like this underground. Let everybody know. Everybody show up, and we'll play Gish on the anniversary outside Smart Studios in Madison. Like, let me, hit me up if you want to actually try to make this happen, like this coming year, because I think that would be cool. So yeah, buy Old Smart Studios, and then it'll be the Pumpkins Museum. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. So uh, I know I see some of us wearing merch here. Um, so uh, yeah, one of the the highlights of 2021 was all the great merch that came out on the Pumpkins website. Uh, any thoughts on that? Did you buy anything? Uh, did you get some of those limited editions? Uh, Christian, it looks like you got something to say. Oh yeah, I was just about to say that I got some of the merch, and I see that you're wearing the the Machina Two shirt that I. Yeah, the one I, I wanted uh, when it first came out. I wish I had the back on it, but I'm not gonna. You know, beggars can't be choosers. Um, but yeah, I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What did you uh, buy this year? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just saying that I just wanted to add into that. That's one of the Machina two shirts is one of the out of all the most the pumpkin shirts that I wanted. Uh, I don't know. I just I like the, the artwork of Machina two a lot. And it was like yeah. one of those little animated characters on the front. So badly after all these years of finally getting. Yeah. It uh anybody else uh buy some sweet merch i had to take advantage of the holiday sale i'm sorry will um oh, no. but like they were sold out of my sizes so i couldn't really buy anything i bought this gish shirt from some bootleg on <laughs> ebay and like i tried to look at the store maybe a week or two after and it was like gone so maybe they got busted. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, pumpkin bootleg shirts out there. If you look on eBay in uh, pumpkin tees, uh, whose uh, account on Instagram that we did a live stream with, sometimes he'll um, have those uh, in his auctions with official SP shirts. But uh, some of those are pretty wild. Uh, yeah. Anybody else have uh, some merch you bought? The uh, Billy uh, guitar T-shirt. Um, I picked that up. Uh, this year that was pretty cool um i actually grabbed them to see what, what they had because yeah i didn't realize how much uh, was actually released this year um there was the zero line i think came out early this year with the the white yeah. long yeah. sleeve so i picked uh that puppy up um the billy corgan guitar but yeah the manifesto shirts uh there was a limited release of that 
So the one that's like, this is a Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt rather than ask me why that one. So I picked up uh, that. So that's cool to have. Um, and then at the Gishiversary, they had these, um, the ones with uh, Jimmy in the van. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Was pretty cool. And then uh, it's kind of wrinkly. But um, and then Billy, it's uh, just a picture of him. So I guess Chloe um, made these, I think. Um and I've never worn them. They're a little bit uh, smaller in the size than uh, it kind of states for me. But, you know, whatever. Maybe someday. Here's hoping. But uh, um, and then I also picked up that um, candy bar. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh, I don't know if that was on the thing from um, Gigantic or whatever. Uh, the Smashing Pumpkins flavor. It was good. It was cool <laughs> for the Patreon to hear you guys uh, eat it and talk about it. That was that was quite funky. I'm like, boy, we're all intensely fans over here <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, we figured if fun. anybody would it be uh, our patreon members who would enjoy that uh you got to be super fans yeah. for that one will yeah well um i got some new pumpkins merch for christmas from my girlfriend nice uh she gave me this zero shirt right here which has uh, these groovy stars on it and uh I'm not one who likes to sit around in comfy clothes. Honestly, I get chastised a lot because I'll still be wearing my shoes or still be wearing a jacket. But she's <laughs> really into comfy clothes. So she got me the sweatpants too. Oh, my nice. first pair of sweatpants. And I was probably in going to Catholic school in middle school or something, you know? <laughs> so uh, she said, well, I figured if, you know, the way to get you to wear comfy clothes would just be to have the smashing pumpkins on it. Yeah. And, you know, it worked. I love these. They're comfy grade a quality materials you know that's a keeper welcome to the comfort zone uh anybody else uh, get some merch hey frank i've got a um a bit of a bootleg one too it's um smashing oh, sonic youth yeah sonic youth, which i thought was cool because it's got it's got james and darcy but that's just a knockoff one i thought was nice uh, i was going to mention if anyone checked out the reverb sale there was another billy corgan um right. reverb here which I don't have the wallet to buy anything on there except maybe a guitar pick. Um, but it's just amazing to just look at all the gear. And it's kind of one of my dreams one day to buy maybe a guitar off there or something. Um, but that's really cool. There's actually a couple of items still left on there. They're mainly like amps and things and they're pretty expensive. But I just like to have a little bit of a look and a browse. And one thing um, I just did randomly this year was converted um, Vuforia from um, cassette onto DVD. So nice. from one dead technology to almost dead. But um, and yeah, I, crank, I got that for Christmas. So I just watched Vuforia again, and it's pretty wild. I recommend checking it out if it's been if it's been a few years because it's um, like you've heard it all on Euphoria. So it wasn't so much the like it was great to see it, but the the little bits in between, the little skits. Yeah, we're gonna be doing. Uh, I just bought um, a DVD burner to digitize a lot of stuff for the CDs that, or at least the stuff that's not available digitally, since we're in that realm right now with uh, the Zwan stuff and Future Embrace. Uh, but we have the physical copies. We just don't have it digitally, so we could use for the edits. Um, but I just bought a burner, and uh, that one we'll be doing, too, uh, for uh, commentary, uh, probably sometime soon within the new year. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I do recommend it. It's great. I wore that tape out uh i don't think my vhs even works because how many times i watched it and rewound it and watched it and watch it over again uh maybe that'll get a re-release -re someday who knows um so yeah any any other merch that you want to uh, brag about flaunt pam i know you got some sweet stuff yeah i'm a bit of a, a merch junkie um 
I, I think my two favorite pieces of merch are both um, zero related. The um, zero shirt replica, the, you know, yeah. like kind of thin, you know, spandexy kind of shirt um, that was modeled after the one that Billy wore on stage that I had wanted that for 25 years. And I was so happy when that became available. It's, it's gorgeous and it's um, super comfortable too. And it's not like, I wasn't sure how it would feel on, but um, I love it. But my f- absolute favorite thing I bought this year and maybe ever is the zero track jacket. And I didn't go for it when it came out as a set because like track pants are never going to fit me. I'm, you know, there was just no way. Um, and so I, I just couldn't spring for it when it was a, a pair, but when they started selling the track jacket separately, I pulled all my friends to find out how it you know, does it run small, what size should I buy? And I ordered it just like hoping I would love it. And it came in and I am straight up obsessed with it. It's the coolest thing. Like I'm not, I'm not sporty. I'm not sporty spice. Um, but when I put it on, like, I feel like a badass, like it just is the coolest garment, like the stars, the everything I, I'm in love with it. And it's Louisiana and it's hot, but I wore it on Christmas day anyway. And I just, I just love it. Yeah. That's when I put hopefully... on right now. I want to see it. <laughs> I can go grab it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me grab it. Yeah. 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 Yes. In the meantime, uh, yeah, that's when I'll hopefully maybe one day I'll pull the trigger on. I know Pat and I both had that conversation of being like, can we pull this off? Uh, that's usually with any time a, a merch, new merch thing drops, we ask ourselves, can we uh, pull this off? Especially with that zero replica tee. I missed out on that one, but I really wanted that. Uh, but yeah, uh, anybody else have any thoughts on the merch stuff? Here's the jacket and the nice. stars on the sleeves. And then the big zero on the back, which is just so cool. And so I'm, I'm on my phone. So my screen is a little bit small. That's but. okay. We're, I mean, this is audio too, so it won't matter for the audience. You can hear that zipper sound effect though. It's very sturdy, very well-made, well-stitched, but it's uh-huh. light. It's lightweight okay. and kind of slick. So it's, um, you know, it doesn't, and it like zips all the way up and it just is so cool. Nice. Looks awesome. Yeah. Super well Listeners, made. It looks so cool. <laughs> it it is. Like I can't, I can't even tell you. I'm just obsessed, I'm straight up obsessed with it. Like I just <laughs> love it. I just love this. I just love everything about it. I just want to hug myself when I wear it. So what's this Radio City uh picture that you have up, Faith? I just want to share this now because I dug to find this and I'm sorry, listeners, you can't see this, but this is me and my best friend wearing the same shirt. This is after the Adore show. And I don't know if any of you recognize that shirt, but it's got a goat and it's just, you know, smashing pumpkins. And I wish you could see us better, but I mean, we're, we're so happy. Yeah. Okay. You know the shirt very well. I was just going to say, don't look up old t-shirts that you used to have on eBay and see what they're worth now. Don't do it. Oh, I know I did. I've done many times that goat <laughs> shirt in particular. Uh, that was one of my favorites in high school that I wore all the time. And I think it was one that my mom accidentally threw out or gave away. Um, and <laughs> I, I looked up not too long ago how much that is. It's going for about three or four hundred dollars, right? Something like that. I'm shocked at the prices. I still have all, all of my merch. I haven't gotten rid of anything. So I have like tote after tote of t-shirts, like from 91 
on. Yeah. And I think last when Melanch- last year when Melancholy hit 25 years, I put on my um, original tour T-shirt and took a picture and like shared it like in celebration. I don't wear those anymore, partly because, you know, they're they're treasures and I don't want to mess them up. But also it's like the old 90s Gildan T-shirts are so uncomfortable. I don't want to oh, wear yeah. them anyway. <laughs> um, but somebody messaged me on Instagram and offered me five hundred dollars for the for the original Melancholy shirt. And I was yep. like, no, I. I can't, I can't take, I can't take any money for it, but I was just surprised that people are paying that much for the, for the original shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm tempted sometimes uh, with my space boy one, but it's very special to me. Uh, so I don't think I'll let it go. Even if the, yeah. the money's good. Um, well, speaking of merchandise, uh, Colin Archer on Twitter uh, said that uh, one of the highlights for them is that uh the the announcement that the 33 song album is uh, almost finished and the confirmation that machine a reissue is finally going to be released in 2022 i'm keeping my fingers crossed for that hopefully there's no weird stuff from warner whoever owns that rights uh that we can finally finally get that box set because that would be great especially with us covering uh machina this past summer there's just so much that I want to hear and so much that I would like to get the full vision of Machina. That's for sure. Um, so SP local on Twitter also said the Zuzu's Corgan Christmas. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, anything that we haven't talked about so far that you want to mention or bring up uh, in the pumpkins world in 2021? Does anyone know anyone that did the cat fundraiser with Billy where he was on cameo as a fundraiser. Oh, the cameo fundraiser, right? Yeah. The one that he did for Paw Chicago. Uh, did yes. anybody participate in that? I no. think it sold out, which is so awesome. Yeah. Um, I did not purchase a cameo um, from Billy, but I do know several people who did. And I saw a couple of them and they were really great. Um, the, the people that I know who, who got them were super happy with having, you know, with what they got. And yeah, I just, I love his support of Paul Chicago. I am a huge animal person and it just, you know, makes me love him even more that, that he, you know, supports such a great organization as Paws. Um, yeah. And I know that, you know, Cameo has been wanting him to, to, to do something for them for a while and he hasn't. Um, but you know, the fact that he did it for charity, I thought was, was a good thing. Yeah, I can see uh, that's gotta be annoying. Cause, uh, Pat and I know some people who are on cameo and some of the requests they get, I mean, you can deny any requests of course, but it does kind of eat away at you when people just want to hear a catchphrase or you say something really stupid and it's, um, it can be demeaning. Uh, being on there even though you can make money off of it so it was really cool to see that uh, just as usual Billy saying I'll do it but I'll do it on my terms anything else that we haven't talked about yet Frank I thought I might just mention the um, the Daniel Johns podcast series because there is um, it's amazing to check out if you're a Silverchair fan but they actually released um, an interview with Daniel and Billy where they talked for about an hour about different things and it was an amazing interview it just to hear two artists talk to each other as as peers is just like a, a bit of a window into a world that you don't kind of get to see. And to hear Billy talk about, you know, his experiences with the door and, and things like that and the shared experiences with Daniel Johns, because he had an album that, you know, the record label didn't like and it got canned. 
Um, yeah, so I just really enjoyed that. And I'd recommend checking out um, the whole series, but certainly the interview with Billy Corgan. I think it goes for about an hour, but it's well worth checking out. Yeah, that was one of my favorite podcasts this year. But that especially, I was so grateful that they released just the episode of those two talking. Um, and he's just as engaging as Billy is online because he reached out to us too uh to say you know thanks for sharing and stuff and we we're like uh do you want to come on and talk about the pumpkins uh i mean i think he didn't say no but i think he politely declined uh, which is fine by us but it was nice that he actually got back to us and uh, is such a big fan I, I loved hearing that uh conversation it was great if you haven't listened to it check it out uh any other last thoughts uh pumpkins 2021 yeah the uh piggybacking back on the merch um the uh, airplane flies high long sleeve mm. excited for that to come out i was uh, lucky enough to snag one of those i'm really hoping for uh that the airplane flies high vinyl box set will get reissued uh, record as i wasn't able to get one i'm still looking for that um but then you know gotta do it um because i'm just so thankful for you guys you're the smashing Pumpcast merch uh that was released this year so i've got that bad boy i got it in purple but uh you know if there's any black ones left, I think I should probably snag it in black too, but pretty sweet shirt. It's comfortable. Well, thank you so much for uh, doing that. We appreciate that people really dug those designs. That was designed by Pat himself uh, with a few inputs from me. I wanted to put a little, a few nods in there. Pat Pat thought of the Ignafo uh, nod on the spaceship, uh, which was really fun. Uh, We got a couple of more designs that are going to be coming out in the new year, maybe a sweatshirt of that design. Uh, Pat got me one for Christmas. Uh, I should be wearing it now, but I'm not right now because it's kind of warm in my house. Um, But uh, yeah, thanks so much for purchasing that anybody who bought a shirt and if you didn't that's fine too uh we appreciate all the help we can get and we'll have other designs too that'll be coming out soon so that you if you don't like that design there'll be more options for you okay so just to kind of wrap things up here what are you looking forward to in 2022 hopefully uh what's your kind of wish list from the pumpkins in 2022 um, from the pumpkins specifically, I, I mean, I've been having a lot of fun going back and listening to old shows. Um, like I went and listened to that Radio City show um, just yesterday, and I had forgotten how they had changed the songs to be so much more rocking. And that was like a gift to me. I don't know, like it's it's hard to expect something from them because they're so you know surprising (laughs) yeah um and they've already given so much it's like i'm just gonna set it at you know low next you know anything is just more gifts from mana you know (laughs) great uh christian what are you looking forward to um there's uh, at least uh, two few things. Um, I hope there'll probably be more merch for like Zeitgeist and like since Zeitgeist is turning 15 uh, in 2022. By the way, yeah. And uh, for the second thing, I would like to see the the Melancholy tour if it does happen. Right, that's right. The Melancholy Machina kind of uh, whole picture yeah maybe when that uh new album comes out that kind of completes the trilogy maybe we can finally see that uh, in full effect hopefully knock on wood uh, we can all go see a show safely again and they can tour safely um yeah uh justin what are you looking forward to i think to piggyback off of what faith was saying i 
anything really. Uh, I think the one thing Billy has done great of these last two years is be accessible. And to me, it's tempering my expectations as far as new material and whatnot. Um, so if he can keep up, which, you know, I don't envy him, uh, it's got to be exhausting. But if he can keep that up, um, anything that comes out next year is going to be gravy for me. And uh, I mean, on a on a selfish note, yeah, I definitely see them. Definitely hope we get that uh, trilogy finished. Um, but really, like, if if I if I get the same accessibility to de- accessibility, I can talk. I swear, I can uh, <laughs> access to him is what I was trying. To say. And uh, if it just continues the same way it's been over the last two years, then I'm good. Awesome, David. Yeah, pretty similar to Justin, actually. Just really, um, yeah, really grateful for the, what we do get, and that you know that access to Billy, like particularly through Instagram, like I mentioned before. Um, I just hang off all of those live videos that he does. But um, if I were to you know, list a couple of things, the Machina box set, I'm really excited for that. Um, I really enjoyed the Machina Summer and the deep dive into particularly Machina too, because I only ever heard it in dribs and drabs. So to actually have a deep dive um, was really enjoyable. So really looking forward to that one. Um, on Australian tour, hopefully that, you know, hopefully we can get them out. It'd be really, um, it's been a while. So it'd be really great to get them out. Hopefully the world sort of settles down we can allow a bit of live music and some touring. And last but not least, I got a big birthday next year, so I'm hoping for the um, the Reverend signature Billy Corgan guitar. Um, he actually, yeah. I think he mentioned in one of his Instagrams that he might be doing a new one as well. So maybe that's in store for me in a bit, in you know twelve months time. But yeah, we'll see. Other than that, just loving it, loving being here and being a pumpkin head. Awesome, Will. Yeah, I, I second uh, all these emotions that, that we've got going on here uh, in terms of. Uh, all the stuff that could come out as far as the Machina 2 box set. I mean, I, I'm sure we all feel like we've just been waiting <laughs> for it for, I guess, when was it announced initially? I think it was 08, maybe? Uh, oh, 09, something like that. Okay. Uh, it's, been, it's been quite a while. So that would, of course, be lovely whenever that could drop. Um, looking forward to just hearing more episodes of the podcast. Uh, I think everyone's kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of, you know, what would be great to have this year, obviously love, you know, the interpersonal kind of relationships through Instagram and stuff in regards to hearing from Mr. Corgan. And, um, and I think we just need more candy bars, frankly, more candy bars. <laughs> uh, Pam. Um, I'm looking forward to everything everybody mentioned and anything we get. I've always had a, you know, no expectation, just everything is, is a gift and I'm super patient. I can wait, you know, I don't, it's like whatever comes, comes a couple of things that haven't been mentioned that I'm really looking forward to. And, you know, hopefully, um, we'll get either the entire bluegrass album or a taste of it that he worked on in Nashville with, um, Sierra and Hillary Williams. Um, I'm huge fan of cotillions and um you know made it very clear that i would love to see more of that direction and even more bluegrass and so um i would love to hear some of that and i'm also a big fan of his wrestling company nwa and they're doing um a lot of really like big fun things and i think 2022 is going to bring a lot of um 
lot of great stuff as far as that's concerned. So I'm really looking forward to that. I just bought tickets for their um, show in Oak Grove, Kentucky in February. So um, that'll be my first, I think my first trip of 2022 is going to the NWA show out there. Um, and also, I think I would love to hear some more um, Jeff Schroeder solo stuff. Yeah. I really love the song that he released this year. And he's just such a gem. I, you know, I want to be president of his fan club. I love him so <laughs> much. Um, I love what he's done with um, talking about mental health with the Continue Foundation. He's, you know, been um, really involved with some SB fam group stuff. He's very, um, very supportive of the fan community and um, very open about, you know, the importance of mental health and talking about mental health. And, you know, I love um, the stuff that he did. Um, I don't know if anybody saw, but if you didn't look up on his Instagram, he did like a sonic installation in Canada where he played like, you know, like healing music along with some visual art stuff. It's just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. So it's so cool. Yeah, that's a few also, things I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to those Lassie Foundation uh, reissues. Yes. I was such a big fan in college. So when I heard that he had joined the pumpkins, I was like, what? <laughs> My mind was blown. Um, yeah. And also I would, I'd like to say like one of the highlights for me personally in 2021 was that SP fam group, Pam. Uh, I think that was very helpful for a lot of fans and it was another great outlet just for pumpkin fans to mix mental health with uh, their love of the pumpkins and how <clears throat> this band and Corgan got us through, you know, so much. Uh, so thank you for, uh, you know, doing that. Uh, I think it's really important. If you haven't uh, not signed up, <laughs> if you haven't followed SP fam group on Instagram, I highly recommend it. Um, all right. Well, that'll be it for this episode of the Smashing Pumpcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Will, David, Justin, Steve, Faith, Christian and Pamela. Thank you so much for joining and thank you so much for being part of the Patreon. Again, if you want to be part of the Patreon and uh, join us for future roundtables, we'll be doing more of this in the future. Uh, you can join us at patreon.com slash smashing and you can find extra goodies there as well. So until next time, farewell. And that worked.